The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this, uh, as we're waiting to begin the guided meditation, uh, for those who haven't been part of the Sunday morning program recently, we've been looking at this uh, important reflection in early Buddhism we call the paramis, these ten beautiful qualities of the heart. And uh, it's, uh, it's like so essential to being a happy human being and a skillful human being to be able to clearly recognize what's beautiful. And in particular, in terms of our own inner qualities of our heart and mind. And, you know, unfortunately, or I mean, it's also good to notice the unskillful, right? But unfortunately, it's, we're sort of out of balance, uh, a lot of us at least, where we are good at noticing what's unskillful in ourselves and in others, not as skillful, not as competent at noticing the wholesome, beautiful qualities. So just take a moment. I'll just read through the list again, but you know, there are many ways to describe wholesome qualities of the heart and mind. But there's generosity, the absence of stinginess, there's this integrity of non-harming, virtue, really caring about how easy it is to cause harm for ourselves and others, what we might call morality. There's this beautiful quality of renunciation, being able to let go. There's the quality of wisdom that sees things as they are, unfiltered, clearly. There's energy, this ability to persist and what is wholesome to persist with, not to give up. There's the energy of patience, not being confused by restlessness, but to being able to stay interested, stay intimate, not to lose the thread of the present moment. That's patience hanging in there because it's relevant, the moment, my life, it's relevant. I'm not gonna slide into distraction. There's the wholesome quality of respecting the truth, which often implies a lot of humility. Like, oh yeah, I'm really curious about what I'm not seeing here. What else is here that I'm not clearly seeing? This is a deep and beautiful respecting of the truth. There's determination or resoluteness. So once we have some clear, direct sense of what's wholesome, skillful, that's that like fearless sticking with it, being resolute. No, no. I, I know in my bones, I've seen it directly in my life. This is wholesome. This is good. There's kindness. When does kindness not make sense? Remember, kindness can be fierce. Compassion can be fierce. But it really comes from this place of not just recognizing the truth of suffering, but feeling moved to respond in a way that alleviates suffering because we care. The heart, in a way, 
is broken, it's touched by the suffering in the world, in our lives, and are motivated, we feel motivated not to contribute and to help heal and alleviate the pain and the suffering. And then the, the last of the ten paramis, and again, you know, you could divide, you could come up with a different list, but they would include the same, the same flavors of skillfulness. The last one is equanimity. This very beautiful, enlivened balance. It's nice to say enlivened balance, because we tend to think of equanimity or balance as kind of a passivity. <clears throat> but it's a very, <clears throat> excuse me, a very enlivened state of our heart. And we've been practicing a short reflection at the beginning of the sit these last number of weeks where we bring to mind the wholesome qualities in our lives, whatever they might be, moments of patience, moments of being able to restrain ourselves from acting in ways that we consider unskillful, moments of really respecting the truth and willing to be humble, knowing that we don't have the full picture. There are things we're not seeing clearly. But just bring to mind any wholesome qualities that you've noticed recently in your life. You'd appreciate there are beautiful qualities, moments of patience, moments of kindness, And we want to sense, if we can, the force of goodness that is true and alive in our lives. Not all bad. Appreciating this force of goodness in our lives, even if to you it feels feeble or not as much goodness as you'd like. But still, there is goodness. And I appreciate the goodness in my life, the blessings of my life, And whatever goodness there is, whatever blessing this goodness is, I happily share it with others. So may my parents, whether they're still living or whether they've passed away, and all my mentors, all my teachers and benefactors, all the people who've really been there for me, and all my loved ones, family and friends, And all beings, without exception, may all beings receive the blessings of my life. So whatever goodness there is in my life, may it somehow be a cause for safety and support and awakening and freedom from suffering for others. May I always live, may I always practice for the benefit of all beings. May this be so. So this is just one version of what we call sharing the merit. And I've been recommending that you just experiment on your own, like a creative rendition. Every day, fresh, you're not following a specific formula when you repeat it. I mean, you can write it down to kind of get clear of how you want to articulate this giving away the blessings of your life, which, interestingly, is a blessing in your life. Like the willingness to share the blessings is another really beautiful thing in your life. You can give that away too. 
You see, it just exponentially increases. And pretty soon, there's a lot more goodness in our life than there used to be. So please find a time, first thing in the morning, right before you go to bed, right before, right after a meditation time, to just take three minutes or so, one to three minutes, and just practice sharing the goodness, sharing the merit of your life. You got to remember there are good moments, wholesome moments, beautiful moments, qualities of your heart. You got to bring them to mind. You have to appreciate that it's good. You have to have that felt sense. Oh yeah, that that was a wholesome moment. See, you were clarifying what's wholesome and unwholesome by doing that. And then you bring to mind all the beings, starting with those closest to you and then outward from there, who you wish will receive the blessing. Now, you don't know if they're going to receive that blessing, but the wish is true. I do wish that somehow the goodness in my life supports your life, wherever you might be. Like if our parents have passed away, who knows where they are, what they are. But wherever, whatever they are, may the goodness in my life be some kind of support, cause for safety, cause for ease, cause for healing, in your life, whatever that might be. Because that wish itself is a blessing, is a good thing. We don't have to know the science, like how does that actually affect my parents if they've died 10 years ago, right? Because what we do know directly in our experience is the wish that my goodness support others, that feels good. We can tell just by looking, oh yeah, that's a wholesome thing, it's a wholesome thing to do. So keep, we'll keep experimenting, you know, I'll keep modeling it for another few weeks, but it's important that you just experiment with it. Make it your own. Good, let's settle into our meditation time now. Make any final adjustments you need to make. I'm just grateful that we have this time to sit relatively still, relatively upright in a way that supports alertness can be a nice ritual just to take a couple of longer breaths in and out where you fill and empty the lungs, but in a relaxed way. A little ritual of coming in a little bit more into the experience of the sitting body by doing some deep breathing. And as if we have all the time in the world, maybe for one or two more of these deep, easy breaths. Eventually, when you feel ready, just let the breath continue on its own. Appreciating this working ground of our practice, the sitting body, the breathing body. So just the direct felt sense of sensation here in the body, what we call the experience of embodiment. And we're not needing a different or better experience of the body. 
this experience will be just fine. Even if there's unpleasantness with the sensations, we accept this working ground, this training ground, and see if you can notice directly that it's wholesome to be present with the sitting body, the breathing body. In the same way that it's obviously or subtly stressful to be distracted, we can also notice that it's obviously or subtly healing to be present with the sitting body, the breathing body. Just this movement toward that more simple intimacy with all these sensations moving here in the moment, coming and going. And see if you can notice the bodily experience a little bit like a river where the sensations of the breath and the sensations throughout the body are flowing on and on, always in motion, never static. And just wondering with humility, is it possible to be aware of the body, the sitting body, in a kind, in a curious, in a relaxed way? So we can just purify how we're knowing, how we're relating to this movement, this river of sensation. Is there interest, curiosity? Sensitivity, willingness to feel. Is there a relaxed and generous kindness as we know the sitting body, feel the sitting body? So you can see we can generate and appreciate so many wholesome qualities just in the simple practice of mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of the breathing body. Recently, I've been talking about the parami, the beautiful quality of non-harming or the integrity of non-harming, the integrity of not causing harm. And so this being aware of the body and this being aware of the breath coming in and going out, it can be infused with this beautiful parami of non-harming, or sila, ethical conduct. So it doesn't have to be as complex as what kind of groceries we buy or how much money we donate to useful causes. Even this way that the mind is relating to the body, 
into the breath in the body. This is where we really learn what it is to value non-harming, how to be with the breath moment by moment as it's coming in, in a way that doesn't add stress or harm. And then how to be with the out-breath in a way that doesn't add stress or tightness to the mind or body. And whatever the paramis that have been standing out for you that you've been really keeping in mind, or just see how it can be useful, how it might be manifesting right now with this continuity of mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of the breathing body. The more and more we recognize these beautiful, wholesome qualities of mind, the more and more it becomes, the practice becomes self-reinforcing. So we're going to continue in silence now, but doing our best with each inhalation. See if you can sense that being with the in-breath, being with the body, is really the ground that allows for so many wholesome qualities of the mind. And then as you're with, present with the exhalation, Mostly pay attention to all the beautiful qualities of mind that are there supporting the practice.
Do your best to recognize the wholesome qualities as you relate to the body, relate to the breath coming in and going out. Wholesome qualities such as calm and joy and ease, dispassion, the quiet space, the peaceful space of the knowing mind, the mind that lets go free of grasping. There are so many facets of this wholesomeness to rest in, appreciate, get to know.
if it's useful for from time to time just ask what wholesome qualities are active in the heart now even if they're subtle or faint but to be actually curious what wholesome qualities are already present in the mind in the heart and notice what happens when you more specifically recognize and appreciate them
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.